Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is Friday, December 1st, 3.05 p.m. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. Glad to be with you this Friday afternoon. We will be live on the air here from 3 to 5 p.m. today. If you missed part of the show, you can always tune in Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. As we rebroadcast the show in its entirety, all two hours of it, we realize many people cannot listen wall-to-wall, two straight hours of radio. You're catching us as you're driving on your way home from school or heading home from work or running some last-minute errands on this Friday afternoon or maybe you're still sitting at your desk at work. We want to be a blessing to you. We want you to be able to catch the rest of the show at your convenience. So noon to 2, Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. Catch us on The Rebound on 88.1 FM or go to our website, khmg.org. You can listen to a live stream of our radio, khmg.org. And you can download podcasts of this program and many other great programs we produce here at Harvest Family Radio. So later this evening, Friday evening, this show will be available via podcast through khmg.org. And so I recommend that you go there. You don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore. You can also let us know you're listening by going to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Just look it up and follow us, and then you'll get updates when we have maybe a new video or a new podcast that we've uploaded or some kind of new information about our radio station or other parts of the ministry we're promoting. So we encourage you to go to Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook and follow us, and then you'll get all those pertinent updates. I think you'll really enjoy that. Now, it is Friday, December 1st, and thanks to Bob the Librarian, who is reported to be coming up to the radio station here shortly. He provides me with a list of all the things that are happening each month, and we are in a new month. Hard to believe that we are only about uh, three weeks and three days away from Christmas, Uh, three weeks and four days away from Christmas. Here you go. December is Bingo's birthday month. Not sure. Uh, Maybe Bingo, the farmer's dog. I'm not sure. Uh, Buckwheat month. Exotic Fruits Month, National uh, Eggnog Month, that sounds tasty, Fruitcake Month, an acquired taste. Did I ever tell you about the fruitcake I brought back from Branson, Missouri last year? Excellent. Big hit in the office. Nice thing about fruitcake, you can leave it on the counter. No one steals it. It doesn't go bad, and you can just pick at it for like weeks. Anyway, it is Fruitcake Month. It's also... Uh, let's see, Impaired Driving Prevention Month, Stress-Free Family Holiday Month, National Tie Month, trying not to celebrate that as much as possible, Business Plan Month, Santa Paws, Operation Santa Paws, I think uh, our local Fins and Feathers doing something like that, Watermelon Month, and Quince Month, I'm not quite sure what that is, Root Vegetables Month, Safe Toys and Celebration, Safe Toys and Gifts, Spiritual Literacy, and take a New Year's resolution to stop smoking. Tannerous. So, anyway, for those that need to stop smoking. It's also Advent, which we're going to have a little explanation of what that means here in just a little while in the show. The 3rd through the 24th. So there's, there's like, you know, multiple weeks of that. 
Computer Science Education Week is the 3rd through the 9th. Cookie Cutter Week is today through the 7th. National Hand Washing Awareness Week. I believe in this. I wholeheartedly celebrate this. National Hand Washing Awareness Week, the 3rd through the 9th. Influenza Vaccination Week, 3rd through the 9th. Recipe Greetings for the Holidays Week, 3rd through the 9th as well. And then today. Today is Antarctica Day. Basketball Day, uh, let's see here, Bifocals Day, Clark Kent's birthday, Superman, uh, Eat a Red Apple Day, Faux Fur Day, never really got into Faux Fur, National Pie Day, National Salesperson Day, Rosa Parks Day, tomorrow, uh, let's see here, it's the International Day for the Abolition of Slavery. National Fritters Day, which, if you don't know what a fritter is, uh, you're really missing out because apple fritters might be the single best baked good that you can buy at a store. I mean, there's a lot of good homemade baked goods, but anyway. Uh, Safety Razor Day, not sure why we have to celebrate that. Uh, Special Education Day tomorrow, and World Pear Day. The third, Sunday, International Day of Persons with Disabilities and National Apple Pie Day. I would have thought that would have been like 4th of July, but the 4th, National Cookie Day, National Sock Day, and World Wildlife Conservation Day. The 5th, AFL-CIO Day. So for all of you union members, there you go. Uh, Let's see. Colombian International Day of the Reef seems obscure to me, but I'm just saying. It's the Day of the Ninja on the 5th. That, That sounds cool. We'll come in our pajamas uh let's see here i probably just put my life in jeopardy by insulting ninja day sorry all you ninjas um repeal of prohibition day and world soil day the sixth microwave oven day miners day gazpacho day uh pawnbrokers day special kids day saint nicholas day and world trick shot day by the way i just was paid a huge compliment by one of my coworkers, carl who said I'm, I was sporting a new hat, which I'll talk about later on. And he said I looked like the main guy in Dude Perfect when I'm wearing the hat, which I take that as a huge compliment. Anyway, National Trick Shot Day is the 6th. And then the 7th, International Civil Aviation Day, Cotton Candy Day, and Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Those are just a few things that are happening. Now, there this week coming up, I had to look up this one. I knew I had read about it before. We might have even talked about it on the show Couldn't have been last year, but maybe a few years ago. This is episode 242, so we've been doing this quite a while. So we've had a number of these these times of the year that we've cycled through. But December 3rd through the 9th is uh, Clerk Gallaudet Week. And it's Celebrate Death History. And this is what it's about. Because when you see this on the calendar, if you have no context, you might just breeze right over it. But Clerk Gallaudet Day... In December 1974, D.C. Public Library established the Clerk Gallaudet Week as a way of honoring the birthdays of Laurent Clerk and Thomas Hopkins Gallaudet, December 26, 1765, and December 10, 1787, respectively, and promoting library awareness in the deaf community and deaf awareness in the library community. Thomas Hopkins Gallaudet, a hearing minister from Connecticut, and Laurent Clerk, Laurent Clerk, a deaf teacher from France, met by chance in 
15, but their partnership would be found in school and uh, plants the seeds for an American Sign Language and provide the foundation for both deaf education and deaf culture in the United States. Cleric Gallaudet, and I might be butchering the way I say that. Maybe you're supposed to say it with maybe more of a French accent, but uh, December 3rd through the 6th, uh, celebrating deaf history with two of the heroes of advancing deaf education and deaf literacy and American Sign Language. So there you go. I thought that was worth noting because it is special, a little bit different. I wanted to also talk about two things promotionally, then we'll take a short break. And today we're going to really have a treat because we get to have Harvest Highlights live edition. You know, there's a lot of these TV shows where they do like Sound of Music live and they have big stars, big name stars and things like that. Well, today we get to have Harvest Highlights live edition, which is bigger than Peter Pan and Sound of Music Live. This is this is a, a big event for us here. Anyway, we'll, we'll be getting to that here in just a moment. Two promotional things. One, we're going to be talking about over and over again, Festival of Lights, and I'll let our, our live uh, Harvest Highlights person talk about that even more. The other one is Faith Bookstore. Of course, I last week we had a Jason Moyer from Faith Bookstore up here, and we announced the winners of the Thanksgiving contest and I told them if they have anything going on down there that I can mention, I wanted to be able to say so. I would encourage people to go by there just because it's a great place to go. It's a nonprofit, local Christian bookstore. So when you buy something there, it is a nonprofit. They're, no one's getting rich down there, I guarantee. And uh, But they are trying to provide good resources to the island of Guam, Christian resources, really nice gifts, some unique things that are related to Guam. And they have this thing coming up, the 12 Days of Christmas. And it's kind of a discount program that they're doing down there, but a 25% discount program. Every day, certain things in the store will have a big discount. And I just encourage you to go by there, meet Jason and Ian and Barb and all the other nice people down there. They have some, I've been watching their Facebook promos this week. They have a lot of neat stuff, just a lot of neat stuff. If you're looking for some good Christmas things, uh, maybe you're looking for some gifts, you're looking for uh, some things to maybe invest in as you enter the new year, setting some resolutions for maybe deeper Bible study, um, maybe Christian growth type things, devotional things, maybe you need some counseling materials. All those things are available and more down at Faith Bookstore. So I encourage you to go by there. They're open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. They're located at the corner of Route 8 and Route 1 Marine Corps Drive, and uh, first floor of that building right there behind where 671 Motorsports used to be, if you're familiar with the area there. You can turn right in by Feathers and Fins and kind of come in behind the building if you need to, but it is a great place, and uh, can't say enough good things about our friends down there. Now, I'm going to take a short break, and uh, we'll have a little spot, and then at the end of the spot, we're going to have the live edition of Harvest Highlights. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to love it. It's huge. So stick around. Jared Baldwin, your host. It's Friday, December 1st, 3.16 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. This is live till 5. Stay with us for the full two hours. But if you can't, noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night, or download the podcast through khmg.org. We'll be right back after this short break.
we're back with a little more Live Till 5 and our live edition of Harvest Highlights by all-around good guy and station manager, Chris Harper. Chris, what's happening at Harvest? Well, you probably know that Harvest Highlights are heard at 7.20 a.m. and 3.20 p.m. weekdays. So we're pretty much right on time. We are exactly on time. It's 3.19 p.m. right now on this clock, 3.20 up there. What we usually do is give a rundown of our students of the week at Harvest Christian Academy, which I will do. After I'm done with the list, I'm going to play for you a couple of student of the week interviews as well. Daniel is our K3 student of the week, K4, Noah, Jamie in K5, Jasmine, first grade student of the week, and second grade, Lily, Wyatt, and Noah, and Eusebia is our third grade student of the week. And when I come back after the student of the week interviews, uh, we'll uh, give you a little preview of what's happening this Sunday at Festival of Lights. Oh, you got to turn up the... Uh, oh, yeah. Here, I, I've only been doing this for 242 <laughs> episodes. I and thought that- action! I'm here with a student of the week in Miss Brunson's class. Can you tell us your name? My name is Ivy. And what do you enjoy about school? I enjoy school because it's a lot of fun because um, we get to study stuff. I get cool stuff and learn new stuff and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that you like at school. Mm-hmm. Like mostly everything. What's your favorite subject? My favorite subject is math. What do you like to learn in math? I like to learn in math multiplication times plus and minus. Wow. That's a lot. And have you had any fun days? Yeah, like today. I just had PE. What do you enjoy doing in PE? PE today we just did dodgeball, which was a lot of fun. Now, do you get hit a lot or you avoid the ball? We avoid the ball, but one of the rounds we had to collect balls and then we shoot it at the others. So I was the one who collected the ball, so I didn't get hit much. That's very good. Sounds like fun. What do you like to do when you go home? When I like to go home, I really just want to go down and lay down in my bed and just go to sleep, but I have to do my homework and do stuff. But when you finish your homework, you can take a nap, right? Yeah, but for some reason, after I do my homework, I just don't want to take a nap. <laughs> then you have other things to do, right? Yep. If you think it's just like because like I'm so tired when I come home that I want to go to sleep, but after I do my homework, I have energy, so I just don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> that makes sense. What would you like to be when you grow up? When I grow up, I want to become a YouTuber with my three, I mean, with my two other friends, Andrea and Celine. And what are you going to do? I'm going to make vlogs and gaming channels and a lot of stuff. That sounds interesting. And where would you like to travel? Uh, if I was traveling, I'm not sure where I would be traveling, but I may just travel to the U.S. And what would you think to do there? I'd probably go on a roller coaster and do stuff. That's always fun. All right, thanks for talking to me. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm here at the Student of the Week in Ms. Cochran's class. Can you tell us your name? Jonah. And what do you enjoy about school? Uh, playing with my friends. What do you and your friends like to play? Lo- lots of stuff like like a freestyle and lava tag and this tag. You just like to run, it sounds like. Yeah, I like running. And what do you like to study? My homework. What's your favorite subject? Math. What do you like to study in math? Subtracting. Subtracting. Is that what you're learning right now? Uh, Are we all learning about time? So now you can tell time? 
Yes. That's always good. So now you're going to always be on time for everything, right? Yeah. Good. Have you had any fun days in school? Yes. Getting to purple. That sounds good. That's a pretty special day. Have you done anything else? Uh, at Wednesdays, my mommy uh, takes me to Grandma's house. Oh, now that's fun. Go visit Grandma. What do you like to do when you get home? Do my homework. And then what? And then uh, I eat, and then I, s and then I sleep. That's good. What would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, uh, dinosaur and uh, animal teacher. You want to train animals when you grow up. That's cool. Where would you like to travel? United, United States. And what would you like to do? Teach people stuff. That sounds good. Is there anybody you would like to say hi to? Hi. All right, thanks for talking to me. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, we always enjoy the Student of the Week interviews, and on Harvest Highlights, we bring those to you at 7.20 a.m., 3.20 p.m. Now, I'm doing this live today because I didn't have the Harvest Highlights on this morning. Oh, I thought it was just because it's Christmas. No. Well, it's for it's for reasons I won't get into, but I wasn't able to have it this morning, yeah. so wanted to make sure because there are people- You could say you weren't hip to that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um there was, uh, what was I going to say now? I'm, I'm totally I'm sorry. thrown off. <laughs> totally you messed me up. I shouldn't be. I, I said I wouldn't be do that, but right I did now. it. I should be. I'm trying on to help track. you. You're, you're, you know, you're growing in your composure. One of the things I wanted to do was to wish a happy birthday to one of our students because I never want to forget these. Oh yeah. Uh, Koa is a a first grader in Miss Cochran's class, seven years old. Happy birthday, Koa. Seven is a good year. Seven is a good year. Yep. Ms. You know how to put class. your own clothes on. Yep. But you don't have much responsibility yet. Right. Right. It's like the perfect, perfect work-life right. balance. Unlike, unlike us, we know how to put our clothes on, but we have. But a we lot have of a lot of responsibilities. Right. That's right. That's, That's exactly right. right. Okay. Let's get into some other things. All right. Is there anything else <laughs> happening around here? Festival of Lights this Sunday, December 3rd, starting at 5 o'clock. You can come early, have dinner at uh, one of the food trucks, which will be on campus. And then there are two uh, main events of the evening. Now, it's the same event, but there are two showings of the production, Joy, which will be in the Harvest Auditorium. You want to make sure you don't miss those. So those are at 6 p.m. and 7.30 p.m., and then uh, during the evening, starting at 6.30, there's going to be free kids' activities and games, which will be in the Harvest Gym. Also, the lights will be on. You can still go to one of the food trucks. And that's all happening this Sunday, Festival of Lights. Now, I've been around uh, the community a little bit over the past couple of days, and I've already had people telling me, I'm coming to Festival of Lights. Um, so uh, I, I invited a lady at the gas station. Really? She saw my shirt, and I heard her whisper to the other lady at the gas station, that's the Festival of Lights. Yeah. Well, good call. That's exactly what the yeah. shirt says. And then um, she turned back to me and I said, oh, are you, have you ever heard of it? She goes, oh, yes. Miss Pam, Joy, they've all invited me, and nice. we're, we're going to come. So yeah, good job to those members of our church and community that have been inviting people as well. 
Yeah. Well, uh, the the one that I saw is I went down to Carline and I was um, I was saying hello to my daughter, and uh, one of the other kids said, "I said, well, we're going to be here this Sunday for Festival of Lights." And uh, one of the uh, young ladies there said, I love Festival of Lights. So it was good. Just like that? Yeah, yeah. basically. That's perfect. I, I love, love Festival of Lights. I love Festival of Lights. It's That's the best. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I'm, you totally messed me up here. It's okay. This was you know, you're to, here for two hours. I'll tell so. you what. Earlier you said Harvest Highlights was going to blow your mind. It's clearly blown my mind. That's okay. Uh, four o'clock coming up on this coming Tuesday. What I usually do is give a rundown of what's coming up on our calendar for the next week. So I'll go ahead and do that. There's some sporting events, high school boys and girls tennis tryouts, and those will be at UOG. So if you have a student that wants to try out, uh, 4 p.m. next Tuesday. Also next Tuesday, high school boys soccer, 4.15 in the afternoon versus Teedson at Teedson. Then at 5.30 in the afternoon, middle school girls volleyball versus St. Francis, and that will be at the FD Jungle. If you want to find out about any of this, I'll, I'll forego the rest of the items. Go to hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. What's the, um, what's the comment? High school varsity basketball tryouts start Thursday or Tuesday as well at 3.30 in the gym. You're right. It was on there, and I failed to read That's it. Okay. That's okay. See what okay. happened? My mind was blown. and <laughs> it's So that would be are. next Tuesday, 3.30, <laughs> and Thursday at 3.30 to 5.30, both those oh, days boy. for the high school boys basketball. For those listening right. at home, that deep, mellow voice is not Shadow Stevens from the 1980s. That is Lawrence Nagengast. <laughs> Uh, it's local a new history name. It's professor. A new name every week. No, it's Shadow <laughs> Stevens from he the two thousands. Well, yeah, it's Shadow Stevens of the two. He's. I think he's still alive. He was the famous. He had the most famous. He was like on some Hollywood radio program. He was the announcer. He was the. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, right? oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he he had the smoothest voice. Uh, his acting career didn't go very well. Very similar yeah. to you. But just but get behind just the a mic smooth and voice. It's okay. There you go. All right. So for those listening at home, that's Lawrence Nangas' voice. And then the other smooth voice is uh, Troy. Troy Prince. He's my local. Um, uh, he he basically tests the signal from home every week. Sends me notes about what what we're saying, and then he'll give me a meaningful comment every single week about live till five. Troy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. All right. He's our wingman for today. He's going to be on the show in just a little bit. Of course, Chris is here. And then we have Bob the Librarian here. No stranger to our show. But as we're getting into the Christmas season, Bob, the the school library is a little winter wonderland down there. Yeah, we got it all decorated last night. Come yeah. and look. It's all animated, ready to go. You have a collection of uh, Christmas, what, what would you call those? Little they're all music boxes. Music animated boxes. music there you boxes. Go. That's so gonna be they're fun. all plugged in. The only rule is you may look with your eyes, but not with your fingers. No touching. Even if you're an ordained minister? Well, uh, if you ask nicely, <laughs> I might let you push the I was actually button. thinking of pastor. Uh, I won't touch oh, it. I was pastor thinking of pastor Heron. everything. I knew it. I knew it. I was just he trying to get you to so say it tactile, on the air. He has to touch everything. Yes, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So now, Bob, a couple different things uh, you and I want to talk about today. A um, couple things that you have in the library that uh, you want to feature. So go ahead. Well, uh, I always try to buy something new every year for the library. So this year I bought a 3D uh, advent calendar. It's got a pop-up tree in it, and then it's got, you know, a window that you open, and actually we hang an ornament on the tree. But this tree is called a Jesse tree, 
And I was very intrigued by Jesse Tree, and I wanted to kind of know, did some research. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. It is on display. It sits in front of my desk. Every day we will hang an ornament, and every day there will be a devotional guide. I wrote to the publisher and received copyright permission to photocopy the entire book. So each day the uh, portion of the book will be on display with the ornament and the Jesse Tree. Neat. I just heard about that the first time this morning in our staff devotions. Aaron Englehart mentioned how they just started going through their Jesse tree, and I thought, well, maybe that, maybe that's something creative that they invented, but this is this is actually goes along with a book and ornament series. Right. The, the idea of the Jesse tree comes from Isaiah 11.1, 1, where it says, A shoot shall come out of the stock of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his root. So it traces the lineage of Christ from the Old Testament up till the time of the birth. Most generally, Advent calendars are like a family thing. We had them as kids growing up. Ours was candles. Every week you lit a candle. and Ours had chocolate behind each little door. Oh, I can remember those too. Yeah. But they, I think I would probably eat all the chocolate yeah. and then yep. open the doors. Yep. But you know how it goes. So, um, so, it, uh, so we had Advent calendars as kids. So then when I found this, I thought, wow, this is something I can add to the library. When I leave, then this will still be there, hopefully used again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but most generally, people only think of Chris Advent at Christmas time, but really, Advent happens all year long. The idea of Advent dates back to the time of uh, Emperor Constantine, and in 339, he was the first recorded person to ever celebrate Christmas. And then a few years later, a pope actually picked December 25th as the date that we now celebrate as Christmas. Of course, we all know the scripture gives us no information on when Christ was born, probably not in December because of some things that you read in scripture. But we don't know, or at least I haven't read where people think when he might be born. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I knew nothing about that. Um, I also remember, oh, the other thing is, is um, they always have had a form of advent calendars, but it wasn't until later years that they came up with paper ones. So uh, some places, uh, I read in uh, a book that I gave you, actually, where it talks about uh, a building that takes every one of the windows and makes it an advent calendar. So an advent calendar basically is marking the time till the time that we actually celebrate the birth of Christ. And our, your little friend here, he's going to tell you everything I didn't tell Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So after I after the next to, break, I'm going to get Troy to tell us about I want to hear what advent. he says about it because I'm curious as much as everything. So I, then I thought, well, you know... Everybody needs a tradition. Every family should have a tradition at Christmas. What are you doing? So I'm going to share, and we've shared before. Beyond fighting and uh, arguing and... Throwing newspaper, yes, wrapping. Exactly. Yes, you know, right. you spend th- hundreds of dollars <laughs> yes. on wrapping paper right. only to rip it and throw it yes, out. Yes, right. Uh, I use a paper bag. Right? Yes. It's fine with me. The comics on Sunday used to be in color. Yes, my know. grandma used to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not t- to compare you to my grandma. Yeah, well, but. I'm I'm probably oh, well, no, I'm probably <laughs> younger than your grandma. I you are very much so. So, anyways, my tradition is to purchase Christmas books, and the Christmas book must tell the traditional real Christmas story, the birth of Christ. I don't really care how it's told, so long as that is uh, found within the book. So I added two books to my own collection this year. One of them is called um, Asleep in the Hay, A Dust Bowl Christmas. And, of course, it takes place during the uh, Depression. Uh, They used to call it, history used to call it the Dirty Thirties, so there was a lot of dust, that kind of stuff. 
It is a, a story about sacrifice. And really that's what, you know, Christ came to be our sacrifice. And that, it, it fits in perfectly. The other one is called Celebrating a Christ-Centered Christmas. And you will meet every person that participates in the nativity scene. And it's designed to be a devotional, and I bought the children's version. The adult version is out there. There is actually a website that is connected to this, and you can um, create ornaments and all that kind of stuff. But I want to share one of my stories, one of my books. I've had it for a long time. It does stand in the collection of the library, and it's called Humphrey's First Christmas. I wish you could <laughs> see the pictures at home. I mean, they are just incredible because the hero of the story is a camel. So that's great. I'm 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 excited. I get to see the pictures. I mean, I'm looking at them upside down, but I can imagine what it looks like right side up. <laughs> I'm looking at them sideways. There you go. There see? you go. So, anyways, and I'll let you look at the book when I leave. Oh, or thank you. It's thank you. I appreciate so I can that. Bring mine in too. Also, and I should tell you, uh, for the kids this week, I read the Christmas Lizard. Oh, did did we talk about this one last year that you had just gotten this in the no? In the it's library? out of print. I've had it since it's. I have had it for over twenty years. I remember you featuring it though. Yeah, I remember you I talking about it on the show. I always read it to the kindergarten yeah. kids. Yes, because it fits into their lifestyle. Oh, sure, sure. So sure. I just finished yeah. They most of these kids have never seen a camel in oh, real yeah. life, but they see oh, yeah. lizards every day. But right, and so they will see the Humphrey's first Christmas next week because I'm reading it to every class that comes in. And the older kids will get the Dust Bowl one. You'll have so. it memorized by the time you finish that. I have the Christmas Lizard mer- memorized now. Would you yeah. like to hear it? No, maybe not. <clears throat> Sorry. So here goes. Beloved, most beauteous, the exalted king of all should be my name. Instead, they call me Humphrey. This I could bear. It is if the worst of things of all had not had. Sorry. If the worst things of all had not happened. My dearest possession, my glorious carpet blanket, had been lost along the trail. Now I will never be warm, and I suffer terribly. That is why I have set into motion a plan to replace my greatest of all treasures. I carefully nudged my nose inside the caravan master's tent. This is followed closely by the chattering of my teeth, thereby letting the master know that I am enormously cold. Success. He has not pushed me out, and I remain hopeful that a new blanket will soon be mine. Three rich caravans have joined us. There has been talk of kings, yet these kings bring me no joy, for I have tried through our sorry, I'm tongue-tied, for they have tied three huge chests on my bare back. They are so heavy, and I am sure each one of them must be full of rocks. The other camels are wearing the finest of blankets. They are all comfortable and warm. Not one of them thinks of me, their cousin, in pain and misery because of the loss of my most precious carpet blanket. I cry out in sorrow. I weep. Today I continue my plan to regain my treasured blanket. I add loud sniffling to the chattering of teeth and squeeze my entire body inside the master's tent. As I do so, out rolls my master, for the tent is exactly camel-sized. It is as I planned. As the master chases me away, he tosses me a new blanket. I have success. Once more, I have covered with, with splendor and comfort, and I am filled with delight. If it were not for the heavy chest I am forced to carry, I would almost be happy. We have followed one star for many long nights. Now our caravan enters the town of Bethlehem. Its streets and inns are crowded with travelers. My master gives no thought to my tired feet and rumbling belly. I am forced to move on. 
At last we reach the end of our journey, but I am confused. There is no palace. Well, no rich oasis. No heavy palms heavy with fruit. Uh, fruit. I see only a lowly stable within a family inside. The three kings rejoice and rush forward to bow before the young woman who cradles the baby. Finally, the chests are taken from my back and placed before the tiny child. As each box is opened, I see no stones, only gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In this land, I have walked past many children, but never before have I felt the need to walk towards one. Now I kneel before the baby shivering in a manger. Watching him gladdens me more than sweet water, fresh hay, and even my most wondrous new blanket. I look into the baby's eyes, and I am overwhelmed by love. I pull the treasure from my back and lay my gift carefully upon the child. He smiles. My nose and my whiskers tingle with joy. I am happy to my toes, and even with my blanket, I feel warm inside. Beloved, most beauteous, exalted king of all should be his name. Instead, they call him Jesus. Well, that's a beautiful story, and that artwork in it is I hope people can come by and take a look at this. It's really, it's it's f- funny as far as like this camel Humphrey is making all these different faces on about every other page. So the artist, oh, I love um, the buck teeth one. Carol Heyer, who also wrote the book, her her depiction of this camel with all this personality is hilarious. It's great, and uh, I think kids of all ages would love this book. So thank you very much, Humphrey's first. Christmas. Lawrence is going to read it right now. To myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bob, uh, so as far as the library goes, you guys have a bunch of different uh, things that people can come by and see. Your Christmas display of the music boxes, uh, number of Christmas books, and uh, you even get to read to some of the children during the Christmas season. And then, of course, the Advent calendars as well. So I appreciate you coming by and sharing all this with us. Thank you for asking. It's always a pleasure. So now, uh, before you go, we do have some Dutch treats here. We're going to be talking about if you would like to take a cookie with you. We want to make sure that you get to enjoy that. I asked Troy to bring some information about the Netherlands since uh, his family is is Dutch. So there you go. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you, brother. Merry Christmas to you. All right. And listeners, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, a little more live till 5, including, but not limited to, Talking about Advent, having a little quiz, talking about Christmas, This Day in History, Stranger Than Fiction, What's in My Coffee, Happy Little Accidents, not the show, but the actual segment called Happy Little Accidents, etc., etc. So stick around for more Live Till 5 after this short break. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. It's 3.42 p.m., and this is episode 242 on this December 1st. Stick around more Live Till 5 after this. back with a little more live till five is 3 46 p.m on this friday afternoon december 1st we've got a studio full of people today including but not limited to 
my wingman for the day, Troy Prince. Why don't we give him a mic? I want to talk to you, Troy, a little bit about um, Advent because I had asked you to do a little research. I knew that Bob the Librarian was coming up to talk about Advent and Advent calendars, but uh, some people aren't familiar with Advent at all. So what do you know about Advent, Troy? Tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so the... The first known advent calendar during the Protestant era is that the Christian families would make a chalk line for every day in December until Christmas Eve. Wow. Okay. And so that's how they mark it. They actually put down a chalk line kind of marking off the days. Yep. That's cool. And and that's the first uh, evidence of it in the Christian Protestant era. So that's cool. Great. Well, thanks, Troy. Well, Troy, you happen to be here on a really good day because we're going to do a lot of fun things today. We all have drinks in front of us, which we play a little game, which I know you've heard. Troy, you've heard us uh, play What's in My Coffee, right? Millions of times. A millions <laughs> oh. of times. Oh, man. That's great. That's Especially amazing. since there's only been 242 episodes. <laughs> means you've listened to every podcast 50,000 times. That's great. Oh, man, I love that. Okay, well, we're going to uh, play a little What's in My Coffee right now. This segment's brought to us by The Hub, best little coffee shop on Guam, in my humble opinion. Offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books, gifts, Yankee candles. Actually, we don't have that many books, gifts, or Yankee candles anymore. A few of this, a little, little here, a yeah, little that, there. That intro probably has to get a little bit of an upgrade here. Twenty In 2018, um, we're going to change There's that. some great artwork down there, actually, There is now, some beautiful done artwork. Done by both... Staff and students. Wait, let, tell me what you think about this. Hold on. Listeners, you're going to have to use the cinema of the mind. Stand by one second. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now he's serious. Now he looks okay. like a radio I, I radio think, host. I, I think exactly as Troy just uh, did. <laughs> I, a small giggle. A small giggle. I am yes. wearing the new Eagles flat bill snapback cap. I'm not wearing it in front of teenagers because they won't buy it. If they think that I think it's cool. They won't think it's cool anymore. So my strategy is I'm only wearing it up here because only their parents are listening. I'm going to wear this in secret until they sell out. Then I'm going to wear it in public. Yep. And then I'll be the only one wearing it. That's probably true. Yeah. This is. uh, We just got these in Monday. They're going to start selling. Now, this is a flat bill, which means you cannot curve it. I mean, you probably could, but you'd look really funny. So people wear these frontwards or backwards. The bill's kind of short, straight across the front, kind of... You know, you can have a thick head of hair, like Ray's Romo, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. You'd have like bushy, like Josh Haddock hair, even, and get this on. Um, well, he's got a large cranium too, but you know, yes. underneath the hair, there's a large cranium. You <laughs> large could wear this. Cranium. They do have dad caps also, which yep, I saw are, those. are preferred Man, by. I'm gonna go for those men golfers. over the age yeah. of 21, golfers, and women that wear ponytails. Yes, apparently. Yes, dad caps are a good ponytail help. They're gray. They're gray and blue. Yep. And uh, whereas this one here can hide your man bun, or if you just have a large oh, cranium. Goodness, yeah. that and a man bun is a combo. That I, I just tell you, it's it's I like a it's like that. a double surprise. Like wow, nice hat. And then you pull it off. Like whoa, whoa, that was under there. Even better under the hood. They're hiding that. So anyway, <laughs> oh, this is available oh, down the no. in the hub starting Monday, but. In the meantime, we all are are taking sips of our delectable treats from the hub, and while we're doing that, we're also eating some some snacks that Troy brought us. Which I wish every wingman would bring snacks. Yeah, um, no kidding, they haven't. Well so, done, Troy. Uh, we're we're gonna leave crumbs for all the ants uh, here, but this is really tasty. Now, They're Troy, Dutch can, treats. Can as well. can you explain to us? Uh, Dutch treat usually means 
that you go out to eat and you have to pay your own way. But that's not what we're talking about here. This is a different kind of Dutch treat. What is this? This is an extreme almond here. This is a almond ball with Mm. almonds on top made with almond paste. Almond paste? Wow. Yeah. Mmm. That's basically how it got today. So if you <laughs> if you like almonds, this is it. If you this don't, this is awesome. It'd it's be a the struggle. Best ball in ever. <laughs> yes, I really like I it. Agree. And this is something that Dutch people eat. Yes, it's a Dutch treat. Okay, cool. While Man. they make their advent calendar daily. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, let's. Um, these cookies are awesome, by the way. So thank you, Troy's mom, also for helping make these. Uh, did your mom make these, by the way? Oh yeah, she did. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, good. Um, now we're drinking from our drink. I'll, I'll go ahead and start with mine. Mine's a hot drink. Now it's a lukewarm drink because I've had it for a while, but chocolatey might have a hint of mint in it. I think it's a straight up hot chocolate, hot cocoa. They use a high grade cocoa mm-hmm. powder and syrup down there. It might, it does have a hint of mint, but they know that mint is one of those things that you can overdo mm-hmm. kind of like Axe body spray. So they yes. just do a little bit. Just a little bit, and this is a mint cocoa. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure about that because my body yeah. temperature is like 103 right now. Uh, Lawrence, what about yours? Yeah, mine is nearly gone. A little bit of a, uh, a cool whip at the top still left over, but this is pretty much uh, what they call the Andes Mint. Um, another mint drink today. Mm-hmm. So uh, they either named after get the rid little, of a little mint bit. you get at fancy restaurants. Yeah, uh, a little bit of a crumble on top would have probably been a good addition. Probably ran out of that today, but uh, pretty good drink. If you like mint, like chocolate, like coffee, like Cool Whip. Do you? Uh, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And today was one of those. Okay, so there you go. It hit me on a good day. We'll know exactly what these are here in a second. Just for the listening audience, Lawrence is so confident with his drink, you know, calls, basically. <laughs> he not only names his drink, he usually... Can look at the expression on your face and tell you what you're drinking. Yeah, as well. I'm glad we have this explanation. He's a drink, every week. drink whisperer. So Troy, uh, what does yours taste like? Well, uh, mine is a kind of. Mine, I have an interesting drink. It's cold on the bottom, cold on the top, but sort of warmer as you go down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. I, the distribution of ice cubes probably has something <laughs> to do with that. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. It's sort of, it tastes sort of like a cold, hot chocolate with a little mint in it. Mm. Once again, there's a little cool up on the top, some ice cubes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, great description. I want one. I don't know what I it is I think he yet. has what I have without the coffee is okay. what I would guess. Okay. Well, but. that's a good thing because it'll stunt your growth and then you'll only grow up to be <laughs> seven foot tall. Yeah, um, at least. Like your dad. Okay, <laughs> Sebastian, uh, what are you drinking there? Oh, what does or it drink. taste like? Dude, you drank that in one drink. Yeah, uh, I was pretty thirsty. <laughs> you, you can move That's that thing amazing. around. It swings for a reason. You can you yeah, move yeah, that thing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to be nice. Sebastian, I didn't want to adjust back from back. You know, it's been a while. Back, I'm a rusty here. Back in weeks. the saddle again. Yeah, it's been yep. like what three episodes? I've been out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We hardly were able to do it without you, honestly. Yeah, it was I, I kind of we missed the quiz. I'm sorry. Oh, don't we, worry. We I, played I your one. we played your theme music. We did. You did in yep. memory. In memory of you. Oh, who was here? Who was here that we played it for? Josh, Josh Taylor. That's oh yeah okay. Yep yep okay all right. Just like Sebastian, but totally different. What what are you what are you drinking there? Well, I, yeah, I was gonna try and make a joke. Like it feels empty on the top, but cold on the bottom. Yes, because there's only yes. a little bit left there at the yes. bottom. Yes, yep. It's a clear plastic container. Was clear. It's kind of saturated with whipped cream. Sort all of foggy now. Mm-hmm. Out yes, of foggy around. Yes. Um, and people are just running to the hub to buy one <laughs> for a foggy cup. Can I get I one of those foggy those cup drinks Man. that's saturated like with sweet, whipped cream? A sweet fog. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And a sweet um, fog. Hey. And 19. I'm pretty sure that 
It has a oh, bit wow. of a coffee flavor. You know, mm-hmm. I, I taste the coffee. Mm-hmm. A little bit of creaminess. So I'm going with the blended creamy vanilla bean. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll find out here in, in about 37 seconds. Chris, yours is a hot drink. Mine is a hot drink. It's a coffee drink. Lawrence, what do you think he has? Uh, I, I w- I'm going to go with a, a uh, hot apple cider. I don't know. Whoa. Well, I already said it was a coffee drink. Oh, oh there never you go. mind. Never uh, mind. Way to throw him off the trail. Threw him off. <laughs> I wasn't paying <laughs> nice. attention. The streak is broken. I okay. guessed it hot drink. The and Bambino curse is broken. <laughs> Not only have we lost listeners, we've lost the co-hosts as oh, well. Oh, boy. Here <laughs> we go. This is bad news. But uh, this is a pepperminty drink. It tastes a little bit like a, uh, a, a candy cane. Yeah, that was yes. the theme yes. this Peppermint week for sure. Mocha. Yep. Yep. Or, or it might not be a peppermint mocha. So, it's just so a peppermint latte. These guys, you had a peppermint chocolate cold drink. You had a peppermint chocolate hot, hot drink. drink. Yes. And then we had like peppermint mochas iced and hot. Right. And then Sebastian was just sort of left over with what looks like a caramel frap or or caramelized yeah. drink in a sweet foggy cup. It's a good sweet summary. Foggy. Well, let's summer. let's find out what we actually have. Uh, I have drink number four, which is the peppermint mocha hot. Yes. Uh, I just might have a peppermint latte. What's your number there? Uh, number five. Number five. You have a candy cane. Um, That's what you said. Colon. Yeah. What is that? Colon. Candy cane. Oh, candy. cocoa. Sorry. Wow. Candy cane colon. Candy that cane sounds colon. really uncomfortable. Hey, if you had to, if you had to have an ailment, have that would be here. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, it just burns. Uh, you. you have a candy cane colon. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's a cricket. Doesn't that look like candy cane <laughs> colon to you? I mean, I just read it yeah, like I see a, it. Yeah, it's a candy cane cocoa. Oh, but, uh, being in the biz is hard. Wow, okay, Especially um, reading in public. That's uh, the worst. Let's see. You have the candy cane cocoa, like I have, but you have the iced version. Mm-hmm. And then you have number three there. You have the Eric Special. Caramel oh, hazelnut with is. white mocha. I know. He's a senior, a new student yeah. this year, and he told me about that drink. The Eric Special. It's an extremely sweet it's drink. It's caramel hazelnut with white mocha. Pretty much diabetes in a cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Lawrence, what was your number there? You I had think I the have other one. You have number one, a peppermint mocha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of like the Andes Mint. It's very similar to Andes. Yeah, I said Andes Mint. Peppermint yeah, it's basically, mm-hmm. basically the same, but it's a seasonal, you know, we upcharge 50 cents by changing the name per yep, season. No, that's right. Just kidding. Uh, the hub is open Monday it'll be, through it'll Friday. It'll be the Shamrock Mocha in about three months. There you so. go. It's a, the Valentine's special. Yes, we just said the 4th of July. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, the candy cane colon is always available <laughs> in the hub. Um, so, so, anyway. Tasty. Well, with that delicious description of what's happening down at the hub, uh, I just want to wrap up this first hour. Uh, you can go to the Hub every day, by the way, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., Monday through Friday. It's also open on Sunday mornings after church. And December 17th and December 10th, 10th and 17th, those two Sunday nights, the Hub will be open after the evening service. A little mini Christmas party going on for anyone that's here on Sunday night for church, which will be really a lot of fun. Don't forget they'll be open during uh, Festival of Lights. Festival of Lights is going to be well. it's going to be the center attraction yep. really for that food area we'll have yep. the hub open they're gonna be selling hot apple cider and some other seasonal drinks and that's a great place to go uh during the festival of lights now in this last minute we're going to take just a speed round we're going to take a break for the news and then come back and uh, do our little quiz here we'll see how troy does against whoever sits in seat number one over here so but uh 30 seconds what are you doing this weekend chris probably some photography at kind of as usual, but we'll see. 
I, I think that's I think that's what we'll All do. Right. Sebastian, how about you? Hanging out with my wife. Hey, that's that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. That sounds like a yeah. blast. That's right. That's right. Troy, what are you doing this weekend? Not much. Probably just school. And yeah. I have I have played with my friends. I have lots of things. Okay. Hey, that's great. It, it got better as you went on. I mean, Lawrence? you started with just school. <laughs> Lawrence is somewhere in between playing with his friends and hanging out with his wife. It's kind of a little yeah. bit of Troy, a little yeah, bit of Sebastian. But we got, I, I have dress rehearsal tonight for fr- for Sunday. Oh, well, that's right. And then we do the joy performance three times that day. So well, that's right. really tomorrow will just be prepare for Sunday school and kind of give my voice a rest. That'll that's be right. about it. Sure, so. sure. All right. And I'm... Pretty much doing a little bit of what everyone said, yep. Uh, and hopefully uh, setting up my three foot deep swimming pool this weekend. Ooh, I need that to come back. Man. It's, which I've, I've I share greatly. with my neighbors. I share <laughs> yes, with my neighbors. Who so, happens to be maybe. That's right. So, listeners, this has been an hour of just sheer entertainment, and we're going to take a short break for the news. SRN news. It's Friday, December first, four p.m. here at KHMG Harvest Family Radio. You're listening to Live Till Five. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode two. Four, two, and we have a lot of guests in the studio today. It's a lot of fun. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Let's take a break for SRN News and then back for our second hour of Live Till 5. Live till five, and no, that is not Lawrence Nangas playing the recorder. That is actually a beautiful new Christmas. That was piece me on have. the hammer dulcimer, actually. Yeah, the hammer dulcimer. That's great. We we're all uh, thoroughly sugared up after the selection of treats. Yeah. Between the almond bars, which are just like lemon bars but with almonds, basically. It's like a, yeah. a nice paste in the middle. And it's a good thing I had that in this drink because this music is almost curl up by a fire and, and fall asleep. <laughs> I'm type, ready. You know? I'm ready. It's yeah, warm ready underneath too. here where, because of the electronic equipment. You, you got might your get stocking cap on That's and right, everything. I do. Yeah, I do. you're good it's to my go. My flat bill snapback cap <laughs> for sale seventy nine ninety five down in the bookstore. Wow. Half price if you buy it. That must be week. signed by a pastor or a principal there, <laughs> yeah. I guess, it, that edition. We actually, so all, all joking aside, my wife said it's irritating when I leave the music up too loud. Um, we have John three sixteen yeah, in the that. in the inside the ribbon. Inseams. We we did that on purpose, so it'd be a good good testimony, kinda a, a neat little thing. If we figured if Forever Twenty One could have it on the bottom of their bags, we could have it inside our hats. Yeah. Yeah, Kings true has story. Kings has some verse references on their napkins. That's true. Because yeah. uh the people who work over there. Yeah. Good folks. They are. So now we're gonna play a little quizzo. Now, Sebastian, I got to go back to my other playlist here because. Oh uh, no! Yeah, we were in, in in music land for a minute here, and it's or like Christmas in land. land. <laughs> that's the that's the quiz there music for today. So, I bet he doesn't even know who that. What you know, Babes in Toyland? Dude, that is a classic. Yes. No, I knew he wasn't going to know. Oh, really? I could see it's, it in his uh, eyes. I think it's on Amazon Prime. It is. It's a play. Yeah. I mean, basically, we There's watched that growing up well. like crazy. Well, yeah, yeah it, but it's like. It's, it's almost like, like it's on a set. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's a little I bit like Chitty Chitty so Bang Bang. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. I'm it's, embarrassed to say, 
that it's very similar. But we to that. used to watch and he's that. Still giving me the same blank stare. We used to watch that so much. Did you see that movie? One up? obscure Which thing movie? that's just like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh yeah, I think so. That's a Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Okay. I'm so, not going to have you get a synopsis, but I don't believe you. <laughs> How about this? How about a little of this? This is what's familiar to cat. Sebastian right here. How about this? This, oh. is, this is familiar. Yes. This is Basil Dua. My music. Not mine. I don't own it. But <laughs> it's the music I selected. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for it's Sebastian's time quiz. For a quiz. <laughs> and I appropriately called this quiz a light quiz. Oh, I was. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be quiz light. <laughs> Mm. Yes. Because there's Quizlet. Oh, I should. That's have done an app. That. Quizlet. <laughs> Maybe next week. We'll do lights again. <laughs> this is a quiz. If you couldn't guess it, about lights, Christmas lights. Although the last question isn't about Christmas. Oh, about Chris. Maybe it is. We'll get there. Okay. okay. You guys okay. ready for so this? Stay tuned. Go around the table. Do you want to start? You want to start this going left or going right? How do you want to do this? Let's, I think we need to have Troy our guests start yeah. first. Because th- that's the theory, and that's right? That's usually win. the winning seat. Okay. All right. Yep. Youth before intelligence. All right. <laughs> ha, here we go. Question number one. Are you ready for this? Okay. Who invented the first string of electric Christmas lights? Was it A, Thomas Edison, B, Edward Johnson, or C, Albert said Sadika? I don't know how to say his name. Mm, I'm going to go with A. A. I'm going to go with the unpronounceable Albert Sadika. I'd go with Thomas Edison, A. I'm going to go with the Sadika one as well. Hmm. Because it's just, I don't know. All right. Actually, everyone was wrong. Oh, uh, wow. Edward Johnson. What? Uh, in 1882, the first, the first Christmas tree he was lit ripped off Thomas Edison. By the use of electricity, <laughs> Edward Johnson lighted up a Christmas tree in New York City with 80 small electric light bulbs. He that was an up. accident. <laughs> okay. Uh, all, All right. right, question number two. Uh, this one's kind of hard, so I'm sorry because it's kind of a year one. So um, mm. It's okay. It's kind of hard. Um, what year were LED Christmas lights first sold in stores? Wow. 2000, 2003, 2005, 2007, or 2009? Uh, 2009. I'm going to go with seven. Well, since... Um, 1997 was ruled out. Uh, <laughs> I would say 2000, 2000, two, 2000, and 2000. Wow. Just 2000. Straight up 2000. 2000. That's not an option. It was an option. I thought that was the first option. He did say it four times before he got the engine rolling to say three, but <laughs> I, well, not an option. I tried to switch it up to make it easier. 2003, Sorry. of course. <laughs> okay. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> Everyone knows it's 2003. <laughs> For me, it's 2003 as well. Okay, 2007. <laughs> Warm white LED sets with a color similar to that of a compact fluorescent light yeah. were available in 2007 for the first time in U.S. stores. Lawrence gets the points. Nikolai Tesla was selling them in like 1842. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three. <laughs> really? Which natural so. wonder of North America is lit up for Christmas? So not just America, ah. but North America. Okay. Um, the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, or Death Valley? I'm going to go with Death Valley. Mm. During the daytime, that's true. I'm going to go with Niagara Falls. It is Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. It's Niagara Falls. Troy, you actually helped us out because if one person gets it wrong, then everyone else does still get a point. If you would have got it right, we would have <laughs> all got zero, so thank you. 
Yeah. It's the Thank season you. of giving. It's cancellation. You, you are the... Uh, you are the example of a wingman right there. That's, that's great. Took the hit. Yeah. Sacrificed you're, himself. You're Robin and we're all Batman right now. <laughs> you are goose to our maverick. Oh, boy. What? Iceman. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Niagara Falls because uh, 21, yes. uh, 2.5, or two and a half feet diameter lights are used to illuminate the location. 21 of them. How oh. do you do so. that? Does Canada pay or do we pay for that? Well, I, I think it's you Canada. split the cost. I think it's Charge it to the Canadians. Yeah, probably, it's cheaper up there. I heard. That's where Thomas Edison's first power plant. Seriously, I mean, not just trying to be a sore loser. That's his first power plant was right there. Yeah. On the river leading up to the Niagara Falls. That's probably a very oh. safe place. And it to freezes over quite a bit. Keep the energy flowing. <laughs> Terrible place for spring break. Slow down. Just saying. I've been up there for Christmas break. Okay, here we go. Anyways. Next question. Whew, digressed. <laughs> what country doesn't celebrate? Christmas, but is big on Christmas light installations. China, except Hong Kong and Macau. Australia, Algeria, or Japan? See, I'm going back to last year's Christmas around the world. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) I'm I'm going to go with Algeria. Algeria. I'm going to go with Japan. Japan. I'm going to go with Algeria also. Algeria. Japan. Japan. Japan is the correct answer. Lawrence and Chris. Yeah. They don't celebrate Christmas up there. I I knew that. The Japanese are great lovers of festivals and celebrations. Christmas is not a national holiday in Japan, but since the 1960s, they do celebrate Christmas in a commercial way. That is why every year, right after Halloween, the Japanese are quick at work installing Christmas lights, tons and tons of. That's LED kind of the same lights. as celebrating. Yeah, you, yeah. That I guess the really present count. and the tree isn't part of it, so therefore not Christmas. Mm. But got it. Well, but it's big on Christmas light install. But Christmas lights, yeah. They like yeah. the decorations and stuff. Mm, but yeah. their op- businesses are open on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. got it. Okay, uh, number five. This one's about the most important light. What does the word Noel mean? The original Latin word. A, entrance, B, season, C, light, or D, birth. I don't know why I said light. Oh, this is embarrassing if I don't get this right. <laughs> entrance, season, light, birth. What does the first no what does the word Noel mean? Ooh, let's see. What is birth? Birth. Oh, form oh, of I'm a question go with, as well. Yeah, he's is ready for Jeopardy. 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 <laughs> I'm going to go with light. Light. I think it's entrance. Entrance. I don't know, but light. Why not? It's a light quiz, right? Troy is the one that gets it. It is birth. Wow. The first birth. The first birth? Well, when you say it like that, it seems so condescending. Birth. Birth. (laughs) You got it, Troy. You got it. And you just sang your first solo for millions (laughs) of listeners. (laughs) You had no no nerves. Dude, that was amazing. You know what? The last point was worth like five points. Oh, okay. that? Oh, that, oh, was that the, so was that the, the final score? This final score is Troy wins. <laughs> Troy, good job. All Are right. you just doing this because I'm the youngest one here? <laughs> no. See, he's too quick for that kind of stuff. I won this game, Troy. You got a point, though. I'm not yeah. taking this Nothing loss. Nothing makes you feel better than beating. Uh, how old are you, Troy? I'm only 11. 11-year-old 11 in a, in a <laughs> random quiz. So, well, guys, that was, that was thrilling. We're going to take a very short break, come back for this day in history. So want to make sure that our listeners just stick around for more Live Till 5. 
We have Stranger Than Fiction coming up this day in history. Topic of the day, which are Christmas lights. Going to talk a little more about that as well. So stick around. A little more live till 5. This is episode 242 on this Friday, December 1st, 4.15 p.m. Here at the KHMG Studios. If you ever miss part of the show, tune in Saturdays from noon to 2. Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the rebound as we rebroadcast all two hours of the show. The whole thing. Because we know many people can't catch the whole show at one time. You can also download the podcast through our website, khmg.org. Not just the podcast of this show, but of many programs that we produce right here at KHMG Studios. Well, it's studio, I guess, but you know what I mean. And uh, you can also contact us through Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us on Facebook. Send us a note. Follow us. You get updates every time we put something new up there. I think you'll really enjoy it. Stick around a little more live till 5 after this short break. with a little more live till five episode 242 on this friday december 1st 4 19 p.m here at the worldwide headquarters of harvest family radio broadcasting high atop the campus of harvest ministries at the harvest family radio studio singular we don't actually have multiple studios it's kind of a small operation really but it's so tight-knit and family-oriented we just love it just love it all packed in here together it's great it's great. Although the, well, no, I'm not going to say it. Um, we have the Festival of Lights this weekend. I want to put in a little plug for this. Sunday, December 3rd, 5 p.m. Come early and enjoy dinner from Guam's Best Food Trucks. 6 p.m. Musical production entitled Joy in the Harvest Auditorium. If you missed the 6 p.m. one, come to the 7.30 one, second performance of Joy in the Harvest Auditorium. Matter of fact, I'd recommend aiming for the 7.30 one. So you can enjoy the food trucks and maybe go over to the kids program. We're having the kids activities and games over in the gym. It's free. It's like a carnival, but you don't have to pay to get in and you don't have to pay for any of the games. There's all kinds of carnival-like games. There's a climbing wall. There's a Christmas train, face painting, all kinds of fun stuff over there, glow sticks, etc. And you can come for food trucks, then go over there at 6.30 and then hit the program at 7.30. We'd love to see you there. Also want to just put in a plug for our friends down at Faith Bookstore. They have the 12 Days of Christmas celebration down there at their store. They're open Mondays through Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. They have some extra hours uh, as you get closer to the holiday as well. But they have this big promotion going on where every day they're having something different. We'll have like a quarter of the price off. And they're doing that to be a blessing to you. They're a local nonprofit Christian bookstore ministry, but they don't just have Christian books. They have all kinds of gifts and Guam things. Great place. Make sure you say hi to Jason, Ian, Barb, all the nice people down there. You're not going to meet a nicer group of folks than the people at Faith Bookstore. And and I am not prone to exaggeration. Hardly ever. Maybe never. Okay, maybe a little bit, but not in this case. Now, I do have someone that's an expert on Advent here with me. That's Troy 
Prinz. I had asked him to do a little research for me. And Troy, tell me a little bit more about Advent. You were giving me some of the facts about Advent. Mr. Bob Shuck had been here talking about his new Advent calendar down in the library and also his Jesse tree. And we started talking about Advent. Give me some more facts about Advent. Okay, and see. The false handmade Advent calendar was made in 1851. And uh, and, uh, and after that, uh, the false Advent calendar with peel-back dolls where you find either candy, illustrations, or chocolate originated in Germany. And then also, when World War II started, the Advent calendar was well established in Germany, but after paper shortages, the candles were put to a temporary stop until 1940s, where of course they opened back. They were welcomed back with open arms. After after the war, the candles spread to both the UK and the USA. And this is just a little fun fact here: the 1904 German newspaper News Tagblatt Stuttgart inserted the false printed advent candle into the newspaper as a gift to Eidos. That is. Great. Thank you very much. Great on the German pronunciation, yeah, by the way. <laughs> and Lawrence would know, because Nagengast really is a German yeah. name. Just to be able to... I had to work a year just to learn how to say his <laughs> last name. year. Believe that. Nagengast yeah, and all okay. that. We, we, uh, that was the telltale. If it was a telemarketer, we, we knew exactly. Yep. It wasn't uh, a friend of the family. Nope. Yep. Nope. Uh, because even the friends of the family don't even try to pronounce the yep. name. So they just say, Troy can nail it the first try. He can probably just look it. at yeah. it because he's good Stu- at the yeah, German well, he pronunciation. Just, yeah, he Stuttgart. said a whole line there. So great job, Troy. You're good at research. Yeah, I have man. to get you to do more things like that for me. Matter of <laughs> fact, I'm holding on. You gave me some Ripley's Believe It or Not facts. I'm holding those for a slow news day. Yeah. So I have those I with Ripley's, me right man. here. And I'm, yep. I'm holding on to it. When we have a slow news day, I'm going to break those out as my Stranger Than Fiction. And I'll give you. Yeah, honestly, you, you could do Ripley's any any day of the week. Credit. Exactly, as they're than not fiction. They're, they're they're not seasonal. They're ubiquitous. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they are that's great. right. That that's and right. Guinness are pretty fun to look through. And you know, uh, Mr. Bob Shuck, the librarian, gave me this. I don't know, was it a gift gift or is it just like a loner gift? It doesn't have his name on it. Oh, it says Pastor Jared, and look at that! I got a bookmark. Oh, it's so come cute. on! It's a Christmassy bookmark, even. Yeah. He gave me the uh, National Geographic Kids. I'm not insulted by that. <laughs> I Weird but true Christmas. 300 festive facts to light up the holidays. I'll probably be sharing these uh, over the yeah, next so couple next weeks. weeks. He even put a little little thing in here for me to Probably a marker sure for a good one. A church in Germany turns its 24 front windows into a giant advent calendar. That's hence That's the why bookmark. It's marked. The world's largest advent calendar was nearly... Oh, I should have looked at this during the break. I never <laughs> prepare ahead of time. The world's largest advent calendar was nearly 233 feet or 71 meters high and more than 75 feet wide. And then finally, the world's most expensive advent calendar held 24 precious diamonds and cost almost $2.7 million. Those have come a long way from the lines of chalk they started with, huh? Yeah, right. Lines of chalk. (laughs) Millions of dollars. From chalk to diamonds. That's right, dude. There's your your story. There's your blog, uh, your Christmas (laughs) advent blog. That's what you need right there, man. Troy, someday... You're going to be some, you know, media mogul, and you're going to be like, <laughs> I remember the first yep. time I went on the radio, and they call me Chalk to Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it That's is. That's going to be your autobiography name, <laughs> Chalk to Diamonds. <laughs> and I it all started here. The rags to riches story of Troy yeah, Prince. It all started here. Yep. From Dutch immigrant to American media icon. Yep. And I'll That's come awesome. into the bookstore for a signature and say, That's right. I was sitting next to you, right. Troy. There you go. Remember me? <laughs> Actually, no, by that no, time, he'll be like, remember me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. I don't remember you. 
I'm, I don't I'm remember only, my I'm name. Only, I'm not that much older than him. Goodness. <laughs> All right. So his grandfather. Uh, December first. Oh. It is Friday, December first. Yeah, you and, know uh, it is new month. You know um, what I like about this day in history is every week Lawrence outdoes himself. So previous weeks they're big and they're fun and they're funny and they're relevant and important. Uh, they they literally are life changing. There. Wow. I remember back when you did like it was like. November 12th, uh, 2014, I think it was literally, I haven't been the same since. The, these This day in history, sir, I, I hardly have words for it, as you can tell. So I'm I'm really excited because I didn't think it could get any better, but I know it will. So Folks, it is a, December 1st. There's a couple pedestals that I get placed upon in both these, in no both pressure. the programs I come on with this day in history and what's in my coffee. And... Um, just so those of you that are first-time listeners, you're not you're not about to be wowed. So just if you have to go into Kmart or Taco Bell, <laughs> see, tr- it's but okay. Troy is trying to learn the biz, oh, and okay. we're trying to show him kind well, of the well behind then, the curtain. Then set your partners up for fantastic success, that's Troy. Right. That's that's, that's right. what I'm going to live up to right now. <laughs> um, well, we'll go back all the way to 800 B, uh, AD, actually. Uh, a little-known king named Charlemagne. Uh, judges the accusations against Pope Leo III in the Vatican. Uh, interesting part about this is at that point in history, you had the kings actually, like Charlemagne, as uh, the most powerful figure in Europe. But soon after him, in fact, really after he dies, uh, it very quickly, over the next hundred years or so, transitions into the popes being the most powerful to where you have Innocent III and others who are laying down laws that are both uh, for the Catholic Church and also for uh, the politics of certain countries. Uh, so he's kind of the last guy until you start getting the um, mix-up with Henry VIII and other things like that where all of a sudden the Catholic Church starts to be questioned. Um, but this guy here, uh, Charlemagne, in fact, I was looking up, uh, one of his nicknames uh, is the father of, um, father of Europe. So... Uh, real, real popular and well-loved king, and it won't be too long after him where things begin to change a bit in the continent. Uh, so we'll move on here. Uh, 1824, so way closer to today. U.S. House of Representatives begins to decide outcome of election deadlock between John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson. Uh, John Quincy Adams actually does win. Andrew Jackson, uh, I believe, had been president. And um, he was the fifth, and then Quincy Adams is going to take over as the sixth president of the United States. Um, so interesting. Uh, not a whole lot of deadlocks today because of the Electoral College. It's not what they had back then. Back then you could have a one party be the president and the other party be the vice the, president, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, exactly, uh, that's exactly what they did for many, many years. Uh, I can't actually think off the top of my head the first ticket where they ran as parties. It was in the 90s, though. Um, because there was a long time where they would run on separate tickets. Yeah. So you could have one from one party and one could from the imagine? other. Could yeah, you that'd imagine? Yeah, be, that'd be uh, interesting. Hillary Clinton being Donald Trump's vice president? No, I couldn't. <laughs> that would be an interesting White House. Well, it'd be it'd be like, uh, who is her run, running mate vice president? Joe Biden? She, was, he, was he her vice president running? Oh, okay. It'd be yeah. like if he was with Trump. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, would. it would actually, Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine ran with her. Oh, Joe Biden was Kane. with Obama. That's right. That's Tim right. Kaine ran with her. It would, to me, I, I just just two seconds on this. I think it would give the vice president's position is important, but you don't hear about him a whole lot. He's kind of he's kind of the supporter. You you do hear a little bit here and there, but I think that would definitely create more news if you had an opposed uh, VP. 
he'd be he'd be running his yeah. own agendas. I just don't see yeah. it working today, so yeah. it's probably wise it doesn't. 1913, Ford Motor Company institutes world's first moving assembly line for the Ford uh, Model T. Uh, that, to me, is uh, one of the most revolutionary things still used today, 100 years later. Uh, that and interchangeable parts. Before uh, Ford, you, you would get a car, and if it you know, broke on the side of the road, you get a new one. You get a whole new car. Then all of a sudden, they started making an alternator. They started making belts. They started making tires. So you could interchange the parts and not replace the full car. So that and the assembly line, two biggest things Ford brought to the table. Besides the, if you want a color, uh, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. That was the other uh, slogan he had there for them. Uh, 1933, Rudolf Hess and Ernest Rahm become ministers in Hitler's government. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of their names before, but two prominent guys in his leadership. Uh, here's a sad note. 1934, Leningrad mayor Sergei Kirov assassinated, and Stalin uses this as an excuse to begin the Great Purge of 1934 to 1938. And uh, few people know um, that during this time in, in the world wars leading up to and throughout the world war, um, you hear about the six million Jews that were killed by Germany and the many people, soldiers that died uh, from the many countries uh, the, th- the interesting thing is between 10 and 15 million Russians were killed by Stalin during his time of leadership. Wow. So uh, most of that is unknown simply because you pay attention to one country killing others. Uh, he, he killed his own. And there's a lot of people that didn't like the fact that the United States and Britain teamed up with Russia uh, because of this behavior uh, at the time. Speaking of that, though, in 1939, Fuhrer Himmler begins a deportation of Polish Jews uh, sending them to concentration camps and things like that. And also, coming from World War II, 1941, Japanese Emperor Hirohito signs a declaration of war. Uh, they had already been at war with uh, Manchuria and all that since the early 30s, but this one was against um, America, which is why you have today on the 1st and then a week, less than a week next Sunday um, – is is the, is close to the anniversary of Pearl Harbor? Yep, I think it's the seventh is the the seventh, today, right? Yeah. It'll be um, next Friday, I guess, yeah. or next next Thursday. Next Thursday will be the actual day, but it was uh, on a Sunday morning. Uh, so that's pretty much this day. I have one last thing here, just uh, two last things. This is a sports one. I used to bring a lot of sports to the table. You did has has been a while. Well, you know our. Um our polls were numbers were they down were they the were sports. down the approval rating of this Especially segment you were doing was, all that stuff with the uh what was that lacrosse women's lacrosse high school northern women's. pennsylvania upper bucks county yeah. lacrosse semifinals it was like so yeah, boring I dude i couldn't tell tell people enough about those statistics oh. they were mind-boggling oh. <laughs> So um, you're coming back to sports. Though. Yeah, we'll give it another try. Maybe something bigger. Well, Wilt Chamberlain sets an NBA okay, record yes. of 22 missed free throws in a game. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing! Wow. You had to get to the free throw line. That's 11 times to shoot two, and you miss all of them. I'm sure he got there more, but that's a lot of free throws to shoot in one game. Yeah, he missed 22 of them in a game. Did they? St- I wonder if they still won. To this day, that's got to be a record. Wow. That's probably I don't me. know. Shaquille O'Neal was pretty bad was on pretty the free bad. throws. I just don't know if he shot 22 times. Wow. But wow. Um, anyways, and then... Uh, Wait, the, could you imagine? That would be the only time I would take Wilt Chamberlain on. Well, now he's like 80 anyway, or maybe he passed yeah, away, but uh, play play a horse with him. Yes. On hey, that, on that and day. just keep going back to the free throw line. Yeah. I beat Wilt Chamberlain in horse. <laughs> You'd be famous. Yeah. Easily. I'd be, I'd be one of your this day in history. Last year, 2016... Uh, December 1st, French President Francois 
or, or, or I don't know, Holland, Hollanday, announces he will not seek a second Holland? term. Holland? Holland? I think yeah, so. Yeah, Holland probably. First modern French leader not to do so. So um, that is interesting. Most guys are going to re- go for re-election, but he did not. First one. Hmm. I think I've read about that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. last year, yeah. this day, December 1st. There you so. go. Well, that's a whirlwind tour this day, man. That was great, Lawrence. I yeah. really appreciate it. You did a great job, and I know you're still kind of getting used to being on the radio and things like that. But you know, you it's stick true. with it. It's true. I stick appreciate with it. that. You're kind, <laughs> Lawrence. Have a great weekend, and uh, I'll I'll uh, knock on your door when the pool is all set. Ah, I can't wait. All right, actually, it's right outside your dining room window, so I'll just knock on the window. Oh, is that where it's at? <laughs> oh, good. Close. All right, listeners, stick around. We're going to take a short break for uh, a little little segment and a little invitation to Festival of Lights. And we'll be back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 242 on this Friday, December 1st, 4.34 p.m. here at the KHMG studio. And uh, this is Live Till 5. Stick around for more Live Till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5, Friday, December 1st, 4.37 p.m. here at the Harvest Family Radio Studio. Joined in studio by a number of people today, including Troy Prince, who has, you know, we keep referring to all the different Dutch things, a little inside information. A lot of people in his family have ties back to the old world Holland, and so or the Netherlands, and they're, they're, they have all these different traditions and they they know where Friesland is and all these things that you know they probably wear wooden shoes around the house I'm not sure but they make almond bars which are an awesome treat I wish I was Dutch I have no ethnic heritage myself so Troy you're very blessed to have a little culture a little little a little heritage that you can tie back to and you were going to tell me a little bit about this heritage Christmas in the Netherlands tell me a little bit about that well, um, there's not much Christmas in the Netherlands. There is Christmas, but it's a very quiet Christmas. Really? Yes, because uh, the major event is in December is St. Nicholas Day on December 6th, but the biggest celebrations are held on the 5th, St. Nicholas Eve. So St. Nicholas Day starts on the second Saturday of November when Santa Claus, which is Santa in the Netherlands, and his servants, which are called Black Peters, Sort of like elves here, arrive, arrive, arrive in the Netherlands in a different harbor every year in a, on a steamboat from Spain. And then when they come ashore, all the church bells ring in celebration as Santa Claus rides through the town, leading a procession wearing his red robes while a few Santa Claus helpers who are dressed the same as him, hand out presents to all the children watching. And then we, we get to we skip the St. Nicholas Eve. Family celebrate by eating lots of food, including hot chocolate and a little blanket, which is basically a Dutch letter, uh, sort of like the same recipe as an almond ball, but in, but in, the, in the shape of the, last, the first letter of the family's last name. Oh, okay. And... After that, the parents bring out the gifts, accompanied by a personal verse written by the giver about the receiver, all signed by Santa Claus, so nobody really knows who gets what. 
Hmm. And then all all the gifts are about the same size, and when the children open them, they find a note instead of a present telling them what the real gift is. Like, and it actually it actually wrap pretty well. Like a small gift would be hitting a potato, or a large gift would be disguised as something unimportant in the attic. And then so they go out looking for sort of like a treasure hunt. And when the party is over, the children put their shoes by the fireplace, filled with carrots and hay for Santa Claus's horse. Plus, they sing songs such as Santa uh, Claus Capunchi, which means Saint Nicholas, my dear one, Zigain's uh, Comp de Steamboat, which means Look, here, here comes the steamboat, and Santa Claus Good Healing Man, which means Saint Nicholas Good Holy Man. Wow. Yep, and two more. And then uh, when the children wake up in the morning, they find their shoes filled with treats and candy instead of hay and carrots. And just so you know, the Dutch love their candy. <laughs> yeah. And then on Christmas Day, families go to church services and have a big meal afterwards. Which is Wow. Yep. Wow. And your family, do, do you guys have a few of those traditions? You don't put uh, candy in your shoes, though. <laughs> no. Be very smelly candy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, and with the we all wear uh, sandals here, so you wouldn't get much candy in there anyway. <laughs> so, well, Troy, great research. Uh, you Thank know, you. you're well on your way to to becoming a uh, regular contributor to Harvest uh, Live till five. By the way, I might. <laughs> hey, let me share a few stats with you and our listeners, including there was a survey taken by Statistics portal called Statista. It's a a website that basically your first few clicks are free and then they want you to subscribe. So I always get the first few clicks and then I come back later. Um, Are you celebrating Christmas this year? 95% of Americans say yes, they are celebrating Christmas and only 5% say no, they are not. That's very interesting considering we're quite the pluralistic society and we have a lot of people in America that aren't necessarily Christians. They wouldn't identify themselves as Christians, but they still celebrate some form of Christmas. I would think like 99% or even 100 at the most. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I guess it it might depend on where you're at in America too. And then here's uh, something about Christmas trees. Now I was looking back, I had one of those Facebook pictures pop up of five years ago, five years ago, we were selling Christmas trees here and uh, it just about killed me. It was a lot of work and, um, we didn't make much money on the Christmas trees, but it was fun, too. It was a fun memory. Learned a lot, and the uh, main thing I learned is I didn't want to sell Christmas trees anymore, but <laughs> Christmas trees are very popular. Most people that celebrate Christmas have some form of Christmas tree. Here on Guam, artificial trees are a lot more common than real trees just because of the inconvenience of getting a real tree and the hassle and the age of the tree by the time you get it, things like that. Expense. Yeah, and also the moment it gets in the house, it falls apart. Exactly. And so this this is the the statistic related to Christmas trees sold in the United States from 2004 to 2016 in millions. So for real trees, back in 2004, 27.1 million real trees were sold. Mm. And then about uh, five years later, 2009, 28.2 million trees were sold. So it kept going up a little bit, kind of varied a little bit. The lowest year, it looks like it was 2012, only 24 million.5 uh, were sold real trees. The highest uh, looks like it was in 2013. The next year, we had a rebound effect. 33.02 million live Christmas trees were sold. Wow. 
And then last year, $27.4 million. So really, last year was about the same as it was almost 15 years ago. So the Christmas tree market hasn't gone way up. It's been a little bit flat. And then the artificial tree market, kind of the same story. Although in 2004, only 9 million artificial trees were sold. The high year was uh, 2007, 10 years ago, 17.4 million. Except for last year was a little higher than that, 18.5 million. So last year was the highest amount of artificial trees, and that's almost 10 million more than what was sold about 15 years ago. And uh, I heard an interesting podcast. Um, sometimes I'll listen to How Stuff Works, which is a, a neat podcast from, uh, I think it's actually published by National Public Radio, which we are not National Public Radio, but sometimes <laughs> they'll put out some really good stuff. And the How Stuff Works podcast on the Christmas tree boat on Lake Michigan. There was a guy who, I guess a lot of people would uh, have real trees, you know, and cut them and and display them uh, around the Lake Michigan area. So Chicago and parts of uh, Michigan and parts of Wisconsin, uh, Green Bay, things like that. And the place they would get the trees from, where the best trees were at, were up in the upper peninsula of Michigan. But the, although Lake Michigan sounds like this uh, tranquil, uh, placid, you know, body of water. It's actually a very dangerous body of water. The the more it gets towards winter time, they have huge ice flows. Oh, they wow. have uh, giant waves. It's like being on the ocean, and so it got more and more dangerous throughout the uh, winter season to be on the water at all. And there was a story about this guy who basically became a multimillionaire by bringing Christmas trees from the Upper Peninsula, of Michigan, to Chicago. And one year, they wanted to make one more run because they had so many people wanting Christmas trees. And so he was a businessman, but he had a big heart. And he just thought, man, I just want to get some more Christmas trees down here. So made one final run, and they actually didn't make it because, oh, of, the, wow. because of the water was so treacherous. And uh, so I guess his widow continued the Christmas tree business, and they got smarter about when to bring the trees and things like that. But uh, very interesting little podcast I heard on that. A couple more things about Christmas, Christmassy stuff. We talked about Christmas lights. That's kind of our theme for today. Some bright facts from Mental Floss about Christmas lights. We did talk about uh, this is why, by the way, I disagreed with Sebastian earlier because my source says that Thomas Edison was the first Christmas light display. Aha. But Sebastian put more time into it than I did, so I'll, I'll take his word for it. Grover Cleveland was the first president to have a Christmas tree decked out with electric bulbs. I would that, too. Uh, the Chris Christmas lights in the beginning were very expensive. It cost as much as $300 to pay for the lights, generator, and the wireman service to illuminate a Christmas tree with electric lights. Now, if you think about it, those lights were really hot, and a dry Christmas tree is... One of the most flammable things. It, it burns so hot so fast. So it would have been a very dangerous proposition. Early lights were very elaborate, if you've ever seen. They're very collectible bulbs. They have blown glass, like hand-blown glass bulbs and things like that. Um, they weren't safe for outdoor use until the 1920s because of electrical shock. They couldn't be exposed to any kind of moisture. The world record for the most lights on a residential property belongs to a family in New York. Uh, let's see. Move over. Uh, they basically this family they have 601 736 lights 601,736 lights around their Lagrangeville New York home and they have the Guinness Book uh, world's records record basically it's almost three quarters of a million lights on one house wow. 
Trans Siberian Orchestra uh, can thank an Ohio electrician uh, for their uh, name. Blinking lights rely on a simple thermostat. That's how they blink. They heat up, and then the thermostat opens up, and then it cools down. It closes back down. Some group uh, groups issue fines for lights left up too long, like homeowners associations, things like that. And we had uh, back in northern Wisconsin, there was a guy who put a plastic Santa Claus on his roof, and then he just never took it down. So we would joke it was Valentine's Claus, and then it was Fourth of July Claus, and then after about a year, it was so bleached out by the sun, it was just a pure white plastic, you know, humanoid figure uh, straddling the roof. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Oh, and some neighborhoods uh, that have homeowners associations ban certain kinds of Christmas lights. Like, they require you to only have, like, clear white lights or things like that. Um, hanging outdoor lights and other decorations can be very dangerous, according to the Consumer Product Safety wow. Commission. An estimated 13,000 people were treated in emergency rooms around the country for injuries connected to holiday lights, Christmas trees, ornaments, and other decorations last year. So, guys, if you're procrastinating, just tell your wife you don't think it's safe. <laughs> Um, fires are still a risk, even though LED lights and things like that, anytime you wrap electrical cords around a flammable, you know, piece of wood, uh, which is sometimes used for fuel and you put it in the corner of your house on top of a bunch of paper covered boxes, uh, you do have a chance. And if you have a cat or something like that, you're like 10 times more likely to have a problem. Um, and then, um, they get recycled in China. Every year, over 20 million pounds of discarded holiday lights arrive in Xinjiang, China, and the Christmas tree lights recycling capital of the world. They're bales of Christmas lights. They're pulverized, separated into brass, copper, plastic, ultimately turned into everything from slippers to new gadgets. My shoes could be very made out of Christmas lights. <laughs> it's very possible. Another, you know, Mental Flosses has all these cool lists, so here's one more. I don't usually do two Mental Flosses in one week, but hey, you know what? <laughs> Let's live dangerously. This one's about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. These are just little facts, uh, little known facts about uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, I saw the movie yesterday. Yes. So now they have like animated version. They've had claymation version. Oh, man. So this one here, and I believe these were by the Rankin and Bass Company, put out all these different Christmas specials uh, when we were kids. They had the, the um, and I believe they were all on CBS, if I'm not mistaken. But Rudolph was created actually from Montgomery Wards, which was an old uh, clothing store and department mm -hmm. store when I was a kid, in 1939. Uh, let's see here. And they created a little booklet to go with this character, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and they gave away 2.4 million copies of the Rudolph booklet the first year. Wow. The writer who invented the character was going through a difficult time. Maybe uh, some of the drama in the story could be tied to that. Uh, they almost named the reindeer Rollo or Rollo or Reginald instead of Rudolph. I don't think it would have had the same pizzazz. Rollo, the red-nosed reindeer, <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue. Would not make a song. Uh, let's see here. May's original story, the guy who wrote it, was a little different than the song. You know, and you can look that up. But basically, um, Santa gets hurt in the book instead of the song, Santa coming and asking for help. Uh, <laughs> Rudolph almost used a different method to guide Santa's sleigh. Uh, instead of his red glowing nose cutting through the fog, uh, let's see here. The The original book talked more about his head-like light eyes. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Finlanders know Rudolph as Petiri Punakuno. Uh, so if you're Finnish, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, you have no idea what I'm talking about. The Rudolph song was recorded a decade after the character was invented. 
Uh, let's see. Johnny Marks, who wrote the lyrics for the famous song. Gene Autry recorded it. Uh, when 150 million copies were sold, second best Christmas song ever. Second best selling Christmas song ever. Right behind Bing Crosby's White Christmas. And uh, Johnny Marks, the guy who wrote that song, specialized in Christmas songs. Not only does he uh, deserve credit for Rudolph, but he also, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, Silver and Gold, and A Holly Jolly Christmas, all written by Marks. And what's wow. really ironic is Johnny Marks was Jewish. And then finally, Rankin and Bass wasn't the first to feature Rudolph on screen. Though the 1964 Rankin and Bass stop-motion TV special, longest-running holiday special ever, it wasn't the first to bring Rudolph to the screen. The honor goes to Fleischer Studios. Fleischer, of course, did a lot of cartoons. Uh, World War II era, did a lot of propaganda films as well. They copyrighted cartoon 1948 um, as more of an advertising uh, ploy for Montgomery Wards. And finally, the song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, as old as it is, is still copyrighted. Along with Jingle wow. Bells, Deck the Halls, and Silent Night, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a Christmas staple. But, okay, I'm sorry. Jingle Bells, Deck the Halls, and Silent Night are not copyrighted. But Rudolph, because he's trademarked, the song is copyrighted. Wow. And that's just a little bit of everything. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. So stick around. A little more live till 5 after this break. Be our guest at the 8th Annual Festival of Lights from Harvest Baptist Church, Sunday, December 3rd. Come early at 5 p.m. for dinner. A number of food trucks will be on campus. Our main event of the evening is a production in the auditorium called Joy, which will begin at 6 p.m. with a second showing at 7.30 p.m. Free kids' activities and games in the Harvest Gymnasium beginning at 6.30 and the lights will be on all over campus. Sunday, December 3rd, come early for dinner, stay for the production Joy in the auditorium at 6 p.m. or 7.30 p.m., and just sharing some time enjoying the lights and celebrating Christmas with us at Harvest Baptist Church. Our Festival of Lights, Sunday, December 3rd. Be sure to join us. More live till five. The last five minutes is 4:55 p.m. on this Friday, December 1st, here at KHMG Harvest Family Radio. If you ever miss part of the show, tune in Saturdays noon to two, Sunday nights seven to nine p.m. Catch us on the rebound. We broadcast the show all two hours of it. Saturdays noon to two, Sunday nights seven to nine p.m. You can download the podcast or our website khmg.org. You'll also find a bunch of other great podcasts there. Things that we produce right here locally at KHMG. You can also listen to a live stream through our website. You don't have to have a radio receiver anymore to be able to listen to our broadcast. You can just click on listen there on our website, khmg.org. Then you can keep our ministry at your desk there at work or at home. You can also download apps to listen to free free FM listening apps like TuneIn. We have ways to get to that as well on our website, khmg.org. And let us know you're listening through our 
Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Just look us up, follow us, and you'll get notified anytime we upload something new or have a new, you know, something fun for you or some new uh, podcast or blog. We're constantly updating that. Pictures even. We'd love for you to check that out. Now, as we go into this last couple minutes, I just wanted to promote one last time our Festival of Lights because this is going to be a big deal this weekend. We have uh, the biggest event of the year here at Harvest is our Festival of Lights. And when we started this eight years ago, it was really just a Christmas cantata that we moved outside and we hung up a couple thousand dollars worth of Christmas lights. It was kind of our big decorating time at that time. And we had a choir that performed outside. And we had, of course, people from the church came and they invited friends and it was it was really successful. So the next year we did the same thing and we did it on the soccer field and people brought their lawn chairs and things like that. And it's a beautiful time of year. The weather is always cooler, things like that. So that's how that kind of went. And then the next year we did it outside again. Then the next year it sprinkled really hard, made us nervous. So we moved everything inside. And that one was kind of a, a chaotic one, but it was it was still fun. And then the last couple of years, we've kind of done it this way, where we have a program in the auditorium while we have a carnival-like atmosphere over in the gym at the Family Life Center. But last year, well, really two years ago, we added in some outside food vendors. Last year, we brought in some food trucks, and some of those same food trucks plus some other food trucks are going to be here this Sunday night. So here's the schedule. 5 p.m., the food trucks open up. So I'd recommend coming early. If you're planning to do the food trucks, come early. Come casual. It's going to be outside. You're going to enjoy it. We have some of the best food trucks on Guam will be here. And then 6 p.m. is the first of two productions of Joy, a Christmas musical. It'll be in the church auditorium there. And 6 and 7.30 are the two productions. 6.30 is when the kids program is going to open up over at the gym. And uh, you don't have to go right in at 6.30. It'll be open all night. So you can kind of plan around that. We have uh, the same program, by the way. If you're a member of Harvest Baptist Church and you're serving at the Festival of Lights, it'll be shown on the Sunday morning service as well. So we're trying to make sure that everyone gets a chance to participate. And so Sunday night, December 3rd, make sure you you come to our Festival of Lights. And that's about it for Live Till 5 this week. It's Friday, December 1st, episode 242, and that wraps it up. The fastest two hours of my week. I was joined this week by Troy Prince. Troy, thanks for coming by today, brother. You're welcome. All right. he's He was a great wingman. We'll surely have him back again. Thank you, listeners, for hanging with us as well. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend. <laughs>